Dos Marcos Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. We are so close to the nationwide primetime event coming up February 9th through the 12th. And we are going to give our second speech, which that is the dose speech. The dose speech. For Dos Marcos to be on stage. Which you can only do one time. You can only give a second speech one time. Yeah, so this is going to be important for you to get signed up and be there. We're going to tell you a little more about Nationwide and a super cool story from our other sponsor, Pure Care. They busted in. They revived a place. They put a cool spin on a spot. We'll give you some details, but I, I got to jump in with this. I've got the parachute. Four. So, have you ever heard of axe throwing? Yes. Axe throwing. You, you, you and I competed against each other in axe throwing, by the way. We did. Where? In, uh, where were we? The Magowitz event in Arizona. Oh, yeah, yeah, you we beat did. Me. Clearly, def- like, very strong defeat in axe throwing. I did beat you in the bow and arrow contest, but you did kick my butt in axe throwing. Yeah, that's right. I remember they had the axes that you threw into the hay bales, and you were trying to pop <laughs> balloons. Right. Well, in, in my defense, the balloons were taped to hay bales. So I was actually targeting the balloon, but didn't quite get it to the balloon. Right. But you did OK. You ended up popping some of the balloons with the mini yeah, axes. Not, not like you did, though, man. You, you, you like. Yeah. Anyway. So, so you won that contest. I won the bow and arrow and then I pulled it out on the bull ride. I have to just throw that. Yeah, in there. you did pull it. Out. Yeah. It wasn't a bull ride, by the way. It was a roping event. Close enough. Isn't that the same thing? Bull? No, I guess not. When you was, have to ride a bull, when you have to rope a bull, right? Yeah, riding the bull and it's bucking versus throwing a rope around its horns is a little okay. bit different. All right, fine. You know, this reminds me. It makes I, it I was, sound much cooler if we say we rode bulls, though. Right. I was joking around the other day and I'm like, yeah, I think Quinn said he climbed Everest, which I take to mean <laughs> he's handy with Google Maps. <laughs> Stop. All right. So anyway, you were saying axe throwing. Did you go axe throwing? Yeah, recently? so I went axe throwing recently. Do you drink when you do that? Is that like dangerous? To- um, yeah, you can. I mean, uh, the, the axe throwing place that we went to, it's like a BYOB place. So okay. there were people that, you know, can drink and do it. So we were going to axe throwing with a friend of mine, and I always give him a hard time because he. Lo- I'm not much of a car guy necessarily, yeah. but he has a nice car, and he had this Mercedes SUV that I there thought was brand new. And... I think it was brand new, but every time I got in it, like there's not a single piece of lint. It looks like the factory uh, floor mats were just put in it. It looks detailed every time I go into it. It looks like a brand new car. So I give him a hard time. I'm like, can you clean up your car when I'm in this thing? For goodness sake. I wouldn't want to ride in that car. I'd be afraid of like yeah, you know, so getting it dirty. But. I, he, he drives to the, to the outing, the axe throwing outing, and uh, he has a new car. And it's a Merce- it's not a Mercedes. He got a BMW, so it's a BMW SUV. It's brand new. Again, he likes his cars. I get in same thing. I'm like, this can you? This thing's a dump. What have you been doing? Eating fast food back here, and you know, letting dogs you know walk around. It, it's pristine, and it's one of these cars like you can reach out and do this like gesture, and it'll turn up the volume or what? turn down the volume. You can gesture, and it will like 
switch songs. And this is in a BMW. Is it's it in a, a BMW. seven series, five series? I don't know. Does it matter? Not, okay. All right, the fine. You're guy. not a car guy. All right. I can sit in the back, and I know that you look like Harry Potter up there as you do your wizardry to make the, the stereo change. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, so we're riding in his brand new BMW. and You wrecked it. No, we go to... We you go threw to, up in it. We go to axe throwing, and we're having a good time. And like you said, I'm an experienced... Like, I've thrown knives yes, right. for many... You're a knife thrower. I thrown, I've thrown knives. Yeah. I don't do it a lot anymore. Um, and of course, you saw my, my axe throwing skills in no the Cena Magowitz event. A victim of them. Right. Yeah. So the next thing you know, uh, we're throwing axes, and suddenly it turns into a horror film. Ooh. And my finger is shooting blood out of my body. Wow. And I'm not talking like dripping blood. Like shooting blood. Shooting blood. And so... You know, with, with like a golf club, when you walk up and you kind of like spin it, like sure. the barrel roll spin sure. as you get ready for your shot. I was doing that with the axe getting ready for my next throw. And suddenly it, it slipped and I just like l- automatically grabbed for it. Oh. They had sharpened the axes that morning and it caught me right in the crease of my finger. Oh. And if you're looking at Facebook yeah, Live, wow. that's a Jesus look Band-Aid. That. Look at that. Okay, so on the other side, this it doesn't look bad, right? It's just so a does Band-Aid. it hurt if I squeeze it Don't, don't it like do that? it. Like, seriously, it's, it's that bad. So I have seven stitches in my finger right now. Oh, wow. I do, so here's what happened. I cut my finger. It starts shooting blood. Oh. I reach down and I wrap my hand around it to try and get the blood to stop. It starts shooting blood out from the other side of my hand. Which projects it even further, probably. Right. It was like, like the water hose. You put your thumb over this. Oh, man. It was the water hose and the thumb. So I look up and I say, hey, I need some paper towels. Tara runs and grabs paper towels. I wrap a giant wad of paper towels around my hand and start applying a lot of pressure. And guess what? They immediately turn red. Like this giant wad of paper towels. So you're losing blood at a record rate. By this time, the people... Now, when Tara's running to get the paper towels, I I can see her like running through the bar going, 911, call 911. Was she doing that? Was she screaming? No, because in the beginning, it was kind of dark in there and you couldn't see until you got close the massive amount of blood that was all over the floor and how it was continuing to shoot out of my finger. a finger injury. Wow, you wouldn't think, right? Well, there's a reason for that. So... They get the paper towels. It's not working. By this time, everybody in the entire place has stopped throwing axes. They're like, okay, save yourself. <laughs> but these two, these two guys put next the to me. Put the axes down. Right, put the axes down. Everybody stop. So these two guys next to me uh, see what's going on, and they come over and they say, you know, sit down and put your hand above your head. And somebody starts applying pressure, and, the, you know, I put my hand above my head, and they have me sit down, and somebody's like, call an ambulance. And I said, no ambulance. No ambulance. Yeah, I, I go, I'm fine. They go, but I'm we fine. need a tourniquet. I go, I go, take this belt off. So I undo my belt. Somebody rips my belt off. And I said, wrap it around my arm and cinch it down as tight as you can. So the guy next to me that's kind of helping you know, try to stop, put pressure on the finger to stop the bleeding, which isn't working still. Mm. I'm still losing blood. He is a first responder. Of course. He runs out to his truck and he had an actual tourniquet. So he wraps the tourniquet. He goes, this is going to hurt. I go, put it on there. He wraps the tourniquet around my arm and there's like a twisting mechanism. They cinch it down, mm. keep my finger above my head. And I'm like, somebody says, get an ambulance. I said, no ambulance. I keep saying no ambulance. I know how much it costs. I'm cheap. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. And I was like, you can get there just fine. Of course, where am I going to ride? In, In the, the brain. Oh, beat up. no. Tom Willen's watching right now and he said it's probably an X5 or an X6. There so you go, Tom. I forgot you're a car guy. So there it's a go. BMW X5 or X6 if go. that matters to anybody. So this thing is pristine clean 
and I have to get in the back seat, finger wrapped, bleeding all over. And I don't know what's on my clothes at this point because it was shooting blood. Okay, so did your buddy who owns this pristine car, could you, could you identify the anxiety on his face as you're about to climb in with blood all over you? Not exactly. Did he because play it cool? Was he like? He was great. I yeah. mean, he was super. Yeah, he was not worried about me, you know, getting blood anywhere. He was worried about me, like Dying. how bad how bad it was, right? Because they couldn't stop the bleeding. Well, the tourniquet did start to get the bleeding contained, and I'm in the back seat thinking, "Oh my gosh, please don't bleed all over the place." And I get to the hospital, and um, they, you know, the tourniquet's still on, and finally, I'm I'm back in ER, and and they. I take the wrap off and they see what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, that's a really bad cut. And finally, like people leave and my arm is turning purple. Oh. And I finally like, hey, can can I get the tourniquet off now? I'm at the hospital. <laughs> and they go, oh my gosh, your hand is purple. We need to get this thing off. So they take it off, and sure enough, they can't get the bleeding to stop again. Wow. So what had happened was I clipped two arteries. They one oh, or two arteries. Gosh. And so arteries, of course, push the blood away from your heart. And it would just, that's what's causing it to be like a, a Saturday Night Live skit. Were you, were you lightheaded at this point? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I can yeah. imagine you're losing a lot of blood. And so they got in there and they started to stitch it up and they thought they were just going to close it up. Couldn't stop the bleeding. So they put a layer of three stitches on the inside, closed it up with four on the outside. And then the next day, you know, I'm, 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 I have like these lightning bolts of pain that, that yeah. shoot through my finger like when I do something wrong. But it's, it's much better. I'm going to be fine. It's no big deal. Like, life goes on. My number was up. Then the next day, the people from the axe throwing place call me. And said? And they said, we heard what happened. You owe us $1,000 because <laughs> we had to clean up all your blood? They were very apologetic. The guy said, hey, we, I just wanted to learn from what happened. Uh, we've been open 10 months, and you're the first accident. He goes, the only other thing we've had happen is a guy, like, posted a selfie where he made it look like his pinky was chopped off with the axe, but it was totally fake. <laughs> and I go, I go, man, I'm so sorry. I go, please pass along my thanks and give me the phone numbers or the, or the mailing addresses for the people to help me. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just one of those things, just an accident. But it was, uh, and I'm thankful for my friend who had that really nice car and didn't mind being in a luxurious ambulance. So, so Aaron Berg is giving me a hard time saying, yeah, Quinn, like he's concerned about his friend's anxiety about his car at that point. But it sounds to me like you weren't like you were very level headed, though. Yeah, I mean, and, and by oh, the way, that question to you is actually a compliment because leave it like someone like you that would be concerned about something like that in a moment where you're bleeding, like you're worried about your buddy. That's kind of where I was coming from. Well, I was worried about the cost of the ambulance, number one. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to incur the cost of the ambulance. And then I did think, oh no, I forgot what we rode in on. I don't want to get blood all over my buddy's yeah. car. Well, that was nice of you to be concerned about that. I'm sure, yeah, he could care less. He's trying to get you to the hospital. I think it's funny that you were barking orders at everyone and you were the one that was injured and you're like, okay, use my belt. And usually there's someone like overseeing all of that. But, um, Hey, Hey man, that's so how, that's all that's all what, went down. That's what matters. Yeah. And, and the nice thing was the guys at the ax throwing place said, Hey, if you ever want to come back, you have an open invitation at a free lane. Do, do you, so I'm like, like, you sure you want me back? You should have like a photo of yourself on their wall. Like the first guy, you know, like with your, yeah, like a picture of your who wouldn't want to celebrate that course, in right? their ax throwing business. You and I would probably. Yeah. Yes. Why not own, own where you are. So we have uh, a lot. I'm glad you're okay. So are you going to yeah. go back and axe throw, by the way? Or are you done? Uh, probably there axe throwing not. There may be axe throwing on stage at Nationwide. That's the only other place I would do it. If if we decide to do axe throwing again, yeah. let's do it during our speech at the Nationwide primetime event 
coming up in Houston, February 9th through the 12th. Why I, not? I believe in you so much that I will put the apple on my head and you can like shoot that thing right off my head. I think you can do it. Well, hey, the truth is I was doing really well up until Were then. you really? Because <laughs> you, you do it two-handed and I was, you know, overhead and it was I was hitting some bullseyes. And, wow. But, but we are going to be there. Whether there's axe throwing or not, you're going to have to show up and find out. Yep. So that's right around the corner. Um, and it's in Houston. I'm sure you've heard of it by now and they are selling out hotels. So we do recommend you guys look into it and book your spot, but a lot of really great stuff. We have a talk coming up and I don't know that we've talked about, um, on this podcast, what we're going to be speaking about, um, during the mattress university's university session will be the third session Kinsley. Uh, and, um, why can't we be the second session or as well, I call it the they, dose section, they like having us at the end. I think that's kind of okay. where they, um, they put a featured part of it, but so we're going to be talking about traffic and building traffic. And, um, we've actually reached out to people in the nationwide community, Chad Fisher being one Chad's like in touch with all of the members. It seems like this guy works harder than most people I know. And I said to Chad, Chad, what is it that you consistently hear from people that is a challenge at brick and mortar retailer today? And he said, traffic. People want to know how to build traffic. So you and I are going to put a deck together and present for half hour on ways to build traffic. And then we're going to open it up for Q&A. And so people in the audience can like literally bring us their specific issues and we can kind of brainstorm for them. And, and people in the audience can maybe shout out or talk about some ways that maybe they've overcome similar issues. Bottom line is we want people to leave with actionable ideas around the problem of traffic and leave fired up in Kinsley. We have a really big surprise there. I don't think we should talk about it. Probably not. I think we should just let people come, but we have a, a feature guest. That's going to be pretty well, did cool. Did you just say actionable ideas? A Boy, just really didn't mean oh, to. Oh, thank but. you, TJ. Kinsley's new podcast. Let me ask you something. Appreciate that one. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'll have TJ. some questions for you later, TJ. Yeah. Okay, buddy. And, uh, <laughs> Fisher is saying, hey, I wouldn't want blood all over my car either. I would have made you call an ambulance. Wow. I'm kidding. Glad you're okay. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> hey, Fisher, I'm with Thank you, brother. You. I'm, I'm the same. I'd be like, you know what? Hey, you know what? The trunk's big enough for you. We can put you in I the trunk. I would have gotten in the trunk. That's fine with me. I would have ridden on top. Well, I'm glad you're okay. And now you got a cool Jesus band-aid, so there you go. Yeah. My friend uh, came over to the house. We had a, a long day on Monday away from the house for like all from sunup till well after sundown. And so our friends from the neighborhood came over to let the puppies out. And uh, she, she left me the uh, Jesus Band-Aids because she knew what happened. And she's like, y'all need Jesus. I'm like, thank you for that. That's very nice. Definitely so I'm like, Jesus. why not? Put them on. Jesus, Jesus heals. And Jesus Band-Aids is doing its thing right now. Hey, um, we're going to be talking about the Amazon... $245 Amazon Basics mattress versus the Tempur-Pedic Lux Breeze at $4,500. And the reason we're talking about it is because it was in Consumer Reports. And I'm holding it up right now, the magazine, to our Facebook Live audience. The Consumer Reports article has a lot of people up in arms because guess who won? We're going to tell you coming up, and we're going to break this down. And like we put in the Facebook post, we're going to need to break out the yoga mats and the incense because... We're going to need to calm down after this. But I want to I want to hear the story about what Pure Care did. Yeah, and this is a really cool story. My sister sent me some pictures of it. By the way, if you're going to primetime, dates are Monday, February 10th, 
through uh, the twelfth. So make your reservations. I thought it was the ninth through the twelfth. Why? Uh, are you it is the ninth, right here on their website. It's saying the ninth, uh, the tenth here. So I think you can come in, do some stuff on the ninth. Oh, you can we're on, on the tenth. I know that much. We're on the tenth. So yeah, we're on the tenth. So I gotcha. Um, Anyway, so and we're probably going to be doing some tequila shots with uh, Harry Roberts. Harry Roberts, no doubt. We should do. We're going to do a podcast with him there. I think while drinking tequila, whether he knows it or not, we should. (laughs) No, I think we talked about that. So uh, anyway, so my sister sends me a thing. She works for Pure Care, uh, Carrie Quinn, and so she's got this awesome customer um, in South Texas, and these guys wanted to do something really different in their store, and so they did. And oh, sorry. And so I'm looking for the email right now. Um, but they did some really cool stuff. They wanted to kind of create a boutique environment, Kinsley. And uh, so that's what they started to do. And So are you they, talking about like when you look at your sleep essentials category, pillow sheets, toppers, mattress protectors, pillow protectors, creating a different type of boutique experience like store within a store? Exactly. And, you know, the whole part of that is we, we preach it all the time. And here's some guys really executing on it. The point is create experiences for your customers, right? So there are things that they can do online and they can go buy a protector or a pillow, no problem. But, you know, we say, wouldn't it be cool if in your store you could be fitted for a bed? And so that's kind of what they've done here. And it was so cool. So here's the crew. It's the Perez crew. It's a mattress room franchise. And the guys involved are, um, let's see, it's Christopher Dunn. EVP of marketing, James Prez, the owner, and then Mike Enciso, uh, the buyer and the head of ops, and then uh, Karen Prez, of course, um, the picture I'm looking at didn't include her. But anyway, so these guys brought in Pure Care, worked with Pure Care. We always say the best part of Pure Care, too, we think, is the training and their ability to customize solutions. And Kinsley, if you look at what they did, they put like a bar out there. So there's fabrics underneath the bar that when someone's sitting down, uh, they can pop the fabrics up on top of the bar and let the people touch them and feel them and see how they interact with their uh, their bed. Um, they have different pillows they can put out on the bar. It's just a really cool work environment. And it really, I think, communicates to the consumer, hey, we're in this business. And I just thought it was incredible. Uh, the Perez Group, mad props to you guys for being smart enough to create this. I'm guessing we'll have to hear from them but I'm guessing that their business has uh, gone straight up since they created the whole space. And I just think it was really cool. So um, we like to shine a light, Kinsley, on people getting it right. Uh, pure care for getting it right and, 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 and being willing to work with a retailer like that. And just to say, if you're a retailer out there and you want creative solutions, pure care can help you do that. I love that they also took something that's an environment of relaxation and, and experiential, like like a bar, a place where you sit down and have coffee or you have a drink. Instead of like, here's your pillow, carry it around the store, or here, this is this, this wall of stuff, you have to like go grab one and then figure out what to do with right. it. They lay it out on the bar so you can kind of touch and feel, relax, ask questions, and it's staffed in a very unique way. I think it's super cool. Can we post some pictures yeah, we can. on our Facebook page? Yeah, we can. And the thing too, when you when you sit down there though, you don't look at like a couple pillows on a rack and go, oh, okay, they have pillows. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in having pillows versus being in the business, right? So uh, anyway, thanks to the Pure Care guys, I want to give a shout out to Justin Heimer, who's a production specialist at Pure Care. Uh, Kayla, our buddy Kayla was involved in this What's project. What's up, Kayla? Kayla Malby, and then uh, Carrie, my sister, so proud of her, and uh, Ruben. 
Uh, Ruben, I don't know how to pronounce Ruben's last name. I'm Lorea. 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 And then uh, Senior Director Jason Milovitz. So you guys are awesome. Well done. Yeah, great job, Pure Care. So we're talking today about the $245 Amazon Basics mattress versus the Tempur-Pedic's Luxe Breeze, which costs $4,500. And those are the two that ended up in the front of the issue of the Consumer Reports. Uh, Consumer Reports, of course, doing mattress tests, the best mattress for your money, top picks from $245 to $1,500. And the headline here is pretty obvious. The Amazon Basics mattress in this test beat the Tempur-Pedic Lux Breeze Firm. So you got a 10-inch memory foam mattress from the Amazon Basics category to this premium upmarket mattress that Tempur-Pedic uh, has introduced to people. And obviously, the first thing that comes to my mind, and I think we've talked about this off, you know, off camera, off mic, is it just doesn't pass the sniff test because you get into how do they conduct their testing? When do problems with a mattress reveal themselves? Especially these cheapo mattresses you buy online. It's not going to happen in the first couple of weeks whenever you post that review. It's going to happen down the road. And just the subjectivity of comfort in general. So we have, especially you, have done a little detective work to kind of mine for some information that could be relevant to this conversation around why did the Amazon Basics in the Consumer Reports testing beat the Tempur-Pedic Lux Breeze. Yeah, so it it's all about testing protocol, right? So if you are a mattress brand and you're hoping to get a good write-up by Consumer Reports, you're like, all right, so how do they test, right? So listen to this. Uh, Consumer Reports criteria for support is how well the mattress surface replicates body pressure or body posture compared to when the body is upright and in a standing position. Okay, so they're saying... We like our, our, our control is whenever somebody's standing up. So, right. I'm standing up. Right. This is what they call like proper spinal alignment. This is what they call proper spinal alignment. And this is, this is their control. Something like this. Right. And so you can see just the curve of your body. Right. And so if the curve of your body, including the hip area, obviously, and the shoulder area, if it's going into the bed, if it's depressing into the bed, then they feel like that is what it needs to be. And to measure it, Kinsley, they drill holes and they place a series of pins throughout the mattress uh, to measure the depression when someone's lying on the surface. According to Consumer Reports criteria, the more a person sinks into the mattress, uh, in the surface of the mattress, uh, and it deviates from the upright posture when standing, the lower the score. So if your body conforms into the bed, right, then they actually score you lower. And what really chaps my ass about this, and I just said ass, yeah, and I think it's okay in this context, ass. ass. What chaps my ass about it is... What's wrong with saying ass in public is what I want to know. I don't know. Everyone's got one, so why not say it? It's fine. Celebrate your ass. That's what we should be about. We should celebrate that stuff, yeah. right? Not your axe, your ass. <laughs> That's right. But it chaps me because it's so disingenuous. First of all, they say... Um, it's better or worse for a side sleeper, right? Um, and then they say if it conforms into the bed, that is such crap because you want a bed to conform to your body. If not, you get pressure points, right? If you're just on top of the surface, then that would represent probably a pretty strong pressure point. 
Uh, and so I think it's a really bad way to look at it. And Mike uh, Magnuson and Jeff Cassidy with Goodbed have preached to us about this too. You can't possibly tell somebody that one bed is better for you as a side sleeper than another unless you, the person, with your own very personal body form lays on that bed and discovers it for yourself. That's the reality of it. So I think it's a crappy way to go at consumers. And I think the testing protocol protocol they use is very, very flawed. And when I think about it too, we obviously worked for Leggett and we dealt a lot with adjustable bases. And I remember one of the cool things about adjustable bases was getting into the zero gravity position. And so whenever you think about actually removing pressure from your body, it's not a standing position that you're measuring against. Complete release of pressure is whenever an astronaut you know, has, we know astronauts, has his or her hands up like this and the feet are a little bit raised, put them into zero gravity and that's the actual position mm -hmm. where you're relieving pressure and right. you're elevating your feet a little bit, which relieves some some on the cardiovascular system, all of those things. And now here's in defense of consumer reports, just to be objective here, they're looking for a way to communicate and measure comfort. I get that. It just seems wrong because comfort is so overwhelmingly subjective. Right. And the best way, you know, like how, how can you measure comfort if, you know, your body type is unique and your pain or your injury or your workouts or the way that your hips interact with your feet. I mean, it's so much nuance there, but in their defense, they're trying to do a service in that regard by, you know, coming up with a control and finding a way to measure this. So I get that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Right. But the fact that they insert an opinion here also irritates me. So they're saying, did they say 18 times? Is that the number they used? Right. So yeah, they're, they're basically what, what you're saying. Let me clarify that they're saying, and Consumer Reports is saying, you're not going to get a bed that's 18 times better. So the, the Amazon Basics is $245. So they say, if you spend 4,500 bucks, the bed is not going to be 18 times better than the Basics, which is completely flawed logic. Because what if the bed is twice as good and your sleep is twice as good? I, I don't even think you can put it into a category of sleep being 18 times better. But but here's 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 because as soon as it doubles, it's like exponentially better than it was before. Right. But here's more part of the problem. They're they're measuring for a certain thing. They're not taking into consideration all the other things, edge support, things like that. So is it 18 times better? You find me a woman going through menopause, the life change, and she's sleeping hot at night. Right. So one of the things they did say about the the breeze bed from uh, temper is that it supped cooler. You find me someone who's dealing with hot flashes and really sleeping hot, and I would tell you that that person is gonna be very happy to pay more for a bed because it's solving that major problem for them. So I don't think Consumer Reports gets to say what is worth the money. The consumer votes, and I think the consumer votes all the time in Tempur-Pedic. By the way, this is not a, a, a commercial for Tempur-Pedic. Um, we're defending everybody who's been a victim of what we think is really crappy testing by Consumer Reports. It just so happens uh, this is the example here, but I don't think it's fair to them. Uh, in short, 
The Consumer Reports is primarily testing against Kinsley one specific measure and not a more holistic view of mattress support, comfort, pressure relief, motion transfer, and overall improvement or, or overall performance. So I just think that's so disingenuous. Here's, here's the thing. Retailers today have to become educators, not just people that sell products. What do you think about that? It's, it's almost on par to me in saying, here's an oven for $200. And then we're going to compare it to an oven that's $1,000. So it's five times the cost. And it's almost like saying, your food is going to be five times as good on the oven that costs $1,000. Of course it's not. Because it comes down to the ingredients you use and everything that you put into it. Comfort is almost like that food that you're going to make on a cheap oven versus an expensive oven. Sure. The factors that go into it are so complex that it's just not a very good measure of what is good and bad for somebody. You know, when it comes down, and like we said in the past, the, the fundamental issue here is, um, number one, comfort is subjective. Number two, whenever you come down and you start looking at what happens to these cheap mattresses over time, the problems are going to reveal themselves six months, a year, maybe even two years down the road with a better made, higher quality mattress. You're going to, it's just going to last longer. You're going to have comfort life. So I'm not saying that the $4,500 Tempur-Pedic is, you know, 18 times, you know, the value of the Amazon basics, but let's be honest. Like we know what's happening with these mattresses behind the scenes. If you're educated on that topic, and like you said, educating your consumers or your prospects on that topic, they're going to make a better informed, you know, buying decision. But totally, um, from a comparison standpoint, definitely a good headline for Consumer Reports. Something that's going to grab attention. Um, but the analysis of it, uh, you know, I don't think it passes the sniff test. And I know that, you know, when you look at Tipperpedia as a brand, they do well in a lot of other categories and uh, where they're given awards and things like that, consumer preference, et cetera. They, they definitely do. Um, as a matter of fact, I made a note. Um, Tempur-Pedic was named number one customer satisfaction retail mattresses by the J.D. Power Mattress Satisfaction Report. Um, and they also have one of the largest R&D centers. So these guys are dialed into things like this. My guess is way differently and way better than Consumer Reports. Here's another thought, Kinsley. Here's a challenge or an opportunity for Tempur-Pedic, though, as it is for every bedding manufacturer. If, and we've talked about this a lot. If on Amazon they have a 10-inch thick $245 queen price point uh, and you have a bed that is 18 times more expensive, your job as a manufacturer and your job as a retailer is to educate consumers on what is the delta. What is the difference? Why is it so much better? What's in the construction? Uh, what is in the performance? What is in the longevity? You have to build value in that to justify the price. Rick Anderson was on our podcast and he talked to us about intangible asset value. And he talked to us about how big the brand of Tempur-Pedic was to the overall valuation of that business. The brand itself alone was worth three and a half billion dollars. Right. And so that's what they have to stay focused on at Temper to make sure that people um, do continue to say, hell yes, it's worth more um, because they've built value in the brand that justifies the price there. But as a retailer, they have to do the same kind of work. They have, we have to educate people, not just on why the product is worth it, but also 
Why is consumer reports wrong in how they bring this information to people? Why are review sites wrong in how they bring top 10 lists uh, to the consumers? And why is, is it in an accurate way to represent the category? If we aren't telling those stories and educated consumers, then we deserve what we get. Here's some of the good news to me. The $245 Amazon Basics mattress, I firmly believe you're not going to get somebody who's in the consideration set for a premium mattress who says, ah, screw it. I'm going to get that Amazon Basics mattress. Because whenever you get to a point where you've had bad sleep and you're going to invest in your sleep system and maybe you've had a cheap mattress. I have a friend who's a doctor who's going through this right now, literally bought the Amazon green tea Zenus 12 inch mm -hmm. hunk of crap mattress. And she's like, yeah, this is a bad idea. This was a bad idea. So I think the people you're going to get who are going to be attracted to a headline like this are people who are going to say, well, I got this mattress for 245 bucks and they said it was just as good, if not better than a Tempur-Pedic. But the people who are making a considered purchase, so I think you're going to get those people who are in that price band. But, but I think way, people who are going to purchase something more considered are going to look at that and be like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on here, so I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go talk to somebody. And there's the people that want it to be. That's just as good. I right. mean, you're going to get. You're that never going to get those up market, though. Yeah, you're going to get that kind of person. They want it to be just as good. Therefore, they'll justify that. So, I, you're totally right. Um, but then, and this is why it's so important. You and I talk a lot about being fitted for a bed. That's why it's so important that you have this conversation. You smoke out some of the flaw in consumer report type conversations and reports, so that you say, "Hey, listen, guys, you got to bring them in." They have to experience it for themselves, and that's where the magic happens. And if you want to see why the difference between the two, lay on them. Let's start with that. Let's start with the comfort, right? So anyway, I don't know. I just it rubs me the wrong way. It irritates the crap out of me. I would love to know if someone knows. Send us a note. Consumer Digest back in the day, Kinsley, when I was at Serta, we would get beds tested just like everybody, and then you paid to get the Consumer Digest to use their seal. It's pretty smart marketing on Consumer Digest part. Um, and so I don't know the game with consumer reports any, anymore. It used to be that you couldn't do that. So I'm not sure where that is, but, uh, anyway, if you know, do you have to pay to, uh, be mentioned? Yeah, leave it in the reports? comments. And I think there's some fair points coming across on the Facebook live. David Ridgeway, I feel consumers feel the difference as soon as they lay down on a temper mattress from another cheaper foam mattress in a store. It's apparent. I think that's a great point. I mean, whenever you come down and you say, what is the deal? The feels the deal. What's going to compare? Well, as soon as you get the, the junky mattress next to a premium one, you are going to feel a demonstrable difference. And then TJ, it's a great point, TJ. He's had run-ins with people who are premium customers that actually did go ahead and purchase, you know, a $700, you know, mattress from Nectar or Purple. They just don't want the differences because they didn't seek out a professional. Going back to your point of education. And here's the other thing that we, we talked about a little bit earlier today. When you are gathering reviews and hopefully stories from your customer, something that I would be concentrating on doing at this point is cataloging, videoing, and making sure and capturing the content of those stories that people are telling. Because when you come in and you say, hey, let's get fitted for a mattress, and then somebody actually goes through the process of trying a mattress, you build value in it, they understand how this fits their body, they go home, they have a great night's sleep, they have multiple great nights sleep. You have stories hanging out there on the vine that people haven't told you. 
But you got to follow up in 30 days, follow up in 90 days and say, tell me how your life has changed. And you can't be afraid to reach out to those consumers. And I think a lot of people are They're like, I just want to make this make sure the sale doesn't come back. Those stories are out there. And whenever real consumers start saying, here's what I had one of those junky mattresses from Amazon. And I, I knew something was wrong. I thought it was my workouts, but it wasn't. I thought it was an old injury, but it wasn't. I got a new mattress. My life has changed. My sleep is restoring me. It genuinely, you'll get those stories. People are going to understand the value of the fitting. And you're going to let consumers do that work for you. I think that needs to be a top priority. So to, to wrap this up, I think that if you're Tempur-Pedic, um, there should be some pride in the fact that you can get that kind of money for a bed because you've convinced retailers you've done a great job representing your brand and it's not just temper there's other guys doing this type of stuff and you've built value in an intangible asset you built a trust with the customer and if if that wasn't happening and then you wouldn't have repeat purchases by temper um, if that wasn't happening you wouldn't get other awards like they did with the jd powers guys so i think it's really um, irresponsible to say it's not worth the 18 times because if you ask the people that have those beds and love those beds, I would I would say that they would probably argue that. And now here's where here's where Consumer Reports also screwed up in my opinion. The average age of a Consumer Reports print subscriber 80 years, 65 years old, <laughs> 65. That's pretty 900 old. years old. <laughs> so nine. think about it. who has the money, who has that's the right. money, who has the money. The you, silver tsunami has you the, have money. the money. The okay, CEO okay, yeah, the, you gotta have the the, money. C, the silver tsunami has the money. Yeah, I got some frost on the pocket. All right, well, but anyway. no, but, but check check it out. Hold on. The average age sixty five years old. The average digital subscriber for Consumer Reports fifty six years old. Wow. So whenever you're looking at, are the, you making that stuff? I'm up? not making it up. You just memory the two hundred and forty five dollar Amazon Basics. I don't know what the revenue model is for Consumer Reports. And maybe they're genuinely trying to do the consumer service, although they do have a partnership with Amazon that launched in 2015 where they have direct connections there. So it doesn't really seem on the up and up. But with that age range and them having the money, is it really relevant? Is what they're saying even relevant? I know we're talking about it because it's our category, but is it is it that relevant? You guys have to tell me. Hey, thank you to David Ridgway. Uh, I will share this with all my retailers as well as the rest of my team. I appreciate that. Hey, that's a great point also, TJ. What's that? So it's like, instead of going to a physician, you just go on WebMD and then decide what illness you have. It'd be like me just saying, hey, I'm just gonna go online real quick and see if my finger being lacerated and spraying blood is gonna be fixed. You no problem. I think for certain <laughs> products, I totally get it. And if you have a guest room, I get it. If you want something for a year or two, I get it. The good enough mentality is here, folks, and it requires you to participate and educate, and that's what we all have to do if we're gonna keep consumers to understand our category is a big deal. And if you're going to spend a third of your life on something, invest in some time, go into a great retailer and let them help you be fitted for a bed. Kinsley, I think that's it. Everyone needs to become educators. And uh, what else? Can you think of anything else? Let's play that funky music. Hey, before we go, one last request of you guys. Do us a favor. Share this podcast. There's some good information in here for other people. You know who they are. Send it along. Go to our um, website, dosmarcospodcast.com. You can actually do a, go to mattresspodcast.com. Or mattresspodcast.com. We got that one bu buttoned got, up now. There you go. So subscribe to it. Give us a review and uh, we'll send some uh, love through the airways right now. Here it comes. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. Yeah, bounce with it. Bounce with it. Oh.
What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice and I'm hot like like a heater, bounce by the ounce, now we got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth, the bounce all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get high. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Right. Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses.